Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, this is the Buffalo Fanatics. I am clearly not in my location. As you can see, I got no music. I got no nothing. I got my niece in the background. So, folks, welcome to another edition of the Regal Report. Uh, I am live in Alabama. I am in the South. It's official that we are down to the 53-man roster. That's it, man. We got we got down to the nitty-gritty. And it's funny because uh, where we're at, it seems as though some people are a little, a little saddened, a little upset uh, that a few people that had to be let go. But let's let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100. I mean, I haven't done this in a long time without any earphones or anything. I get to rock my hat the way I normally do it. But let's keep it 100. The roster, we kind of already knew what the roster was going to be prior to you know, saying a, a couple new additions, right? So at the end of the day, we should not be shocked as to what has happened. The only shocking move that was made, potentially, you know what I'm saying, is the O.J. Howard move. However, the writing was on the wall. I think we all saw it. But even then, there are some, some, uh, some rumblings that he could be brought back in. Um, and right now, the fact that we cut him, the team is, I think they ate, what, two mil, give or take, uh, and some change. Um, they're going to eat two mil this year and then another 625 next year, which comes to, a, to the three mil and something and change. So um, it, it is, is live and direct, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, we're going to get into that. Uh, salute to everybody tuned in. I apologize once again for my audio, number one. I'm usually rocking with some music, some type of weed. We don't have that. But I felt the need to jump in, even though I'm out of town. I'm jumping right in. By the way, I gotta I gotta jump right into this real quick. Where I, obviously you guys know I'm Canadian, so I'm from Nova Scotia, and there are certain things that in Canada we do not have that you guys have, right? So for the longest time we didn't have Popeyes, right? And then boom, Popeyes came like years ago, and we, we were losing our mind because we got Popeyes coming to Canada and all that good stuff, right? And the one thing that we are waiting for is a Chick Fil A, and today. For the first time ever in my lifetime, all I hear is about Chick-fil-A and how good Chick-fil-A is and how polite and how great it is. It's closed on Sundays. And I have my sister took me to Chick-fil-A today. She's like, it'll change your life once you have Chick-fil-A. And she was absolutely not wrong. She was not wrong, yo. Fam, I had the spicy chicken and yo, game over. Chick-fil-A. It is legit. It is legit. Now we just gotta bring that shit over up north and it's game over. But I had that, and I was listen. That I had the spicy chicken. Somebody, Brent, Brent Thompson, Brent Thompson said, "God's chicken." Let me tell you right now, <laughs> I'm not gonna front. That chicken was good. It was moist. It was crispy. It was just right and seasoned just right. You can go to a lot of like. I mean, listen. Let me, let me keep it a book. There's a Bojangles. I don't. We don't, we don't have Bojangles around where I come from. So there was a Bojangles around the corner. So I was like, you know what? Let me see what this, this chicken's all about. Because I, I hear people talk about Bojangles. Eh. eh, is all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is that. You know what I'm saying? So right now, that Chick-fil-A, 
game over. That's it. I had to. I needed to get that off my chest. I apologize, but Chick, listen, Chick Fil A is where it's at. It is where it's at. So uh, salute to that spicy chicken next level. Yo, Brian Bowers, you know what it is, man. That spicy chicken. And I'm not a veggie guy, so I'm like, yo, take the lettuce off, take the tomatoes off. I don't do any of that stuff. Just keep it, keep it gully. Let me see what it is. But my sister put me on this Polynesian sauce. What? The Polynesian sauce is legit. Now this whole sweet tea and lemonade. It's cool. I think they're doing a little too much. Just give me the lemonade and call it a day. But my sister's like, yo, get that Tom Arnold. What Rebecca, what's it called? Tom Arnold? Palm Arnold. I don't know. Something about Arnold. And I was like, all right, let me let me give that a let me give that a shake. Ain't doing it. Uh, but the waffle fries though, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the waffle fries is legit. So let me tell you something. Arby's, we did the Arby's thing, was cool. So next time I go to Buffalo, I don't know, I, I don't know if you guys have a Chick-fil-A in Buffalo somewhere. I got to make my way when I go to these games. An Arnold Palmer, that's what it is. An Arnold Palmer. I had the Arnold Palmer. You can't even say it right. The Arnold Palmer. It's cool. They're doing a little too much. You know what I'm saying? The, the lemonade would have been just fine on its own, but we had to put the sweet tea in there and call it. It wasn't too much. Just chill out. Just chill out, people. The lemonade is, is always good on its own. A nice, refreshing lemonade will always do. But anyway, I digress, folks. I had to get that off my chest because that Chick-fil-A <laughs> was doing the business, was absolutely doing the business. But anyway, so we are here, folks, uh, live and direct uh, in the South. Um I'm actually enjoying myself, man. It's, the humidity is, is cool. I don't I don't mind it. I can get I can get used to it. Um, I'm actually going to my first high school Bama game uh, on Friday. Uh, I think it's Hoover. We're gonna see Hoover play. I don't know who's playing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my man Bobby said, "Yo, sweet home Alabama." That's what it is. And then on top of that, we're going to a Bama game against Utah State uh, on Saturday. So uh, we're gonna see what it's really about with these Americanos and how they do college football. So it's gonna be cool, man. Um, I re I rep my hat all day today. You know what I mean? I need to represent. And I was cringing, hoping, hoping nobody was like, go Bills. And I would have had to turn around and say, go Bills. I don't want to do that, man. That's cornball. I'm not trying to do that, man. Now, I don't know you guys hate on me for saying that, but I, I, I it makes me cringe with this old go Bills, man. Yo, just give me the salute. And that's it. We call it a day. We don't got to, we don't, we don't got to yell all that stuff out. But anyway, we are here, folks. Welcome. We have 230 people watching right now. Once again, audio is not straight. You guys already know I'm not home right now, so I'm doing what I got to do. But I'm bringing that heat to y'all. So Chick-fil-A, salute to y'all. Y'all y'all the business, man. That chicken, that's with that chicken. God's chicken is what they say. I, I like it. But anyway, let's get to it, man. Uh, around the league, there's a couple things going on around the league that uh, I feel the need to, to touch on. So how crazy, how crazy is understanding and hearing Brian Robinson running back for the Commanders minding his own business, doing what he's got to do, and my man getting carjacked, attempted carjacked, you know what I mean, put a couple a couple shots in him, and he's still living. God bless him, he's still living, and uh, may still be able to play this year. But my goodness, man, you can't have nothing nice these days, man. People are trying to, you know what I mean, touch you up and do all that good stuff, man. Y'all y'all need to chill out. Let a brother live, man. Golly, boy just got to leave. You guys are trying to touch him up already. Sheesh, but anyways, he's he's actually uh non-life-threatening, which is cool. So he'll be able to get back onto the field and do what his do his thing. But it happens, man. Wrong place, wrong time, and that's the that's the facts, man. So like you gotta keep your head on the swivel. Being here, keep my head on the swivel. I'm from a country where you will rarely see, unless you're a hunter and you in the country, anybody walking with a pistol on their side. Here it's a it's a norm. You know what I'm saying? So my head is always on the swivel, like, you know what I mean? Paying attention to anything that's going on. But fam, 
yo, everybody keep your head on swivel. So around the league, Brian Robinson, he's going to have a quick recovery. And he was slated to get some touches because freaking running back out there, yeah, what's his name? Um, it's it's going to come to me later on because I had him on my fantasy. Gibson. Gibson is losing touches. That's what happens when you fumble the rock. You fumble the rock, you're going to lose some touches to Robinson. And Robinson's going to do his thing. And my man Pierre is from that area. So he hears everything on the radio. Robinson was slated to be the starter, too. Glad he's good. I'm telling you right now, man. A lot of people were kind of freaking out. And I hate to even mention it, but a lot of people were freaking out that, I hate to say it, but my fantasy team is going to die. I don't have my guy. Yo, let the man heal up, and then fantasy will fix itself up, right? Um, but that being said, uh, salute to everybody tuned in, man. I just wanted to touch things around the league. Uh, so salute to Brian Robinson. Jimmy G gets a contract. That that conversation was all about trying to trade his ass and move him somewhere, but every job was getting filled up, right? He, he was supposed to potentially be linked to Atlanta. That got filled up. He was supposed to be potentially linked to Indianapolis. That got filled up. Maybe the Panthers. That got filled up. Everything was getting filled up in the 49ers are just sitting there, sitting on their hands, thinking that someone was going to offer them something legit. Nothing came. So guess what? They had to re-sign his ass and make him the highest paid backup. What? Y'all tripping for real. But anyway, that's the 49ers for you. But the 49ers are supposed to be a wild card team because Trey Lance, nobody knows what Trey Lance is going to be able to do. He's got all the physical attributes to be that dude. However, we don't know, right? Kind of like, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, when Josh Allen came into the league, man, we didn't know. We knew he had potential, but he was raw. We didn't know what he was going to present. And right now, he seems to be the blueprint. He seems to be the mold your quarterback after the Josh Allen. Because, you know what I mean, it's just easy, right? A guy that wasn't slated to be great. He had all the potential in the world, but inaccurate. All this good stuff. He's too raw. He ain't going to be a good pro. Well, Brandon Bean was like, let me show y'all a little something, something. We're going to support this man. We're going to put the weapons around him, and we're going to see what we do uh, with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has answered the bell. Now, here's the problem. Everybody thinks that they can do the same thing they did with Josh Allen. Let me just tell you something, man. Josh Allen is him. That's it. That English that I just put on to you may not make sense when you really listen to what I'm saying. But if you know, you know. He is him, right? There's not a lot of him out there. You know what I'm saying? We're going to replace the whole he got it with two he he is him. And Josh Allen is that dude. And a lot of people think that they can kind of reproduce what the Bills have done. you got to have that guy. you got to have that guy to be able to do those things. And he's just, he's built different. He's just built different. And when these guys are built different, you can do whatever the hell you want. And I'm going to tell you right now, Josh Allen is going to be on the level of the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, you know what I'm saying, the Drew Brees's of the world, and I'll tell you why I say that, right? Because there's gonna come a time, right now, he is loaded with weapons. He's loaded with weapons. Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, you know what I'm saying? Those are your two main number, those are your two big dogs, right? Khalil Shakir is coming on, he's gonna be coming on strong, right? You got Isaiah McKenzie that's gonna be doing some big things. So the receiving room is pretty damn nice. There's gonna come a time where we can't pay everyone. Gabe Davis is probably gonna be one of them. Right. At least we locked in Stefan Diggs. But there's going to come a time where we will not be able to pay all these players. And you're going to have to deal with rookies and free agent guys coming in. And Josh Allen's going to be so damn good. It won't even matter. He won't need a Stefan Diggs. Right. It's lovely to have a Stefan Diggs. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to need it. He's that good. He's going to be even better. So you will be like Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady didn't have superstars. He had one superstar in his career. And that was Randy Moss, right? And you saw what they did. You saw the damage they did. But Randy, Tom Brady's been around some decent, good receivers, but not elite. Now, at 45, he's got to have some guys, right? So you got Mike Evans. You got good. You got uh, Goodwin. Godwin over there. So they got some guys out there, right? They had Antonio Brown. But for the majority of his, of his career, he just had, you know what I'm saying, some good receivers. So that's where this, this Josh Allen, he's just that dude. So I'm glad that we got that dude, and we have some really good players on our squad. But And I'm getting onto a tangent. I'm just saying that when you have guys like Trey Lance, Trey Lance could be, may not be. You just never know. But they're going to try. They're going to damn well try. And, boy, you better put a lot around him to make sure that he's got the success that Josh Allen has, man. But you got to have that it. You know what I'm saying? You got to be him. And that's that's Josh Allen, man, for real. Anyway, um, let me get let me get right to it, folks. Um, we are down to the 53. By the way, salute to everyone tuned in right now. Uh, we got 300 people watching right now, all over from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitch uh, to Twitter. Salute to y'all. Uh, this is the Rico Report, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. And uh, if if you guys haven't done your drafts yet, get on your drafts. It's time. You know what I'm saying? I know some injuries have happened and you've avoided those things. You, you wait till this time of the year to do the draft. That's the right time to do it. If you're not part of a dynasty, jump all over the dynasty before your season starts. There are T, there are leagues that are out there that are waiting for you to jump on and say and come onto the squad. Be the GM. Sign your players. Look at the freaking look at the finances. Make sure you have the right room. Make sure you're making the right trades. Are you a good GM? You talk all that ish. Talk about you were going to be if you were if you were GM of the Bills, what you would do. And a lot of people tell me, man, I wish you were not my GM. And your wishes come true because I'm not. However, you can be the GM with joining a dynasty league. Don't let me talk about it. Listen to this. Dynasty owner is the best way to play fantasy football. Get inside the mind of an NFL GM as you use real NFL markets and off-season moves to make your dynasty owner team the best in the league. Download the dynasty owner app on the app store or Google play today. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. And just like that, we're back at it. And uh, salute to my man, Pierre the Kingpin. He says, yo, Josh Allen told Chris Sims that this offense is so much fun because it's not scripted with steps, etc. Wait till he gets to this and you hit that. And he has become to, he's come to a point where it's like, yo, just get open. I'll find you. I will do what I must do to find you. And don't ever stop running your route. And I'm now, I'm paraphrasing. I'm jumping off and doing some big things right now. Don't ever stop running your route because don't count me out in the backfield. Just because you, I mean, shoot, Aaron Donald had my man Josh Allen dead to rights. You remember that play? It was, what, a couple years back when we had, we had no fans in the stands? Dead to rights. Josh Allen put that damn palm right in that man's chest. Pop! Left hand, he still got that, that rock looking for it. He is that dude. It's just what it is, man. So my man Pierre DeKingman comes in saying, hey, and when he talked to Chris Sims, this, this offense is so much fun because it's not scripted with all these steps. It's literally get open and I'll I'll buy I'll buy the time and I'll hit you. Simple as that. And that's what he's been doing. That's what he does. He's been doing that since freaking college. You know what I'm saying? But people keep doubting that dude, man. And the doubt stops here. The, you know, you hear the buck stops here. Well, the doubt stops here. That should should have stopped a long time ago. But hey, here we are, man. People still talking ish. But let me tell you something, man. The season's around the corner. 
This is where we got to put everything down and it now counts. This counts. This is where everything has to start gelling right now. We had a bit of a blip. We had a bit of a, we had a, bit, a bit of a blip, Hunter, Matt Ariza, and I'm not even going to, listen, this is, this is one thing I, I, I wanted to, to definitely touch on, and I didn't get a, a chance to touch on this. And this goes out to anybody that's going to college, right now, let me call it, you're going to high school ball, bat, any sports, any event that you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Protect yourself. This, this, these days, man, there's just, and, and women too, women and men, protect yourselves at all costs. You don't know what people are scheming and doing stuff. You don't have no idea. But for Matter Rises specifically, fam, you had to know better. You have to know better. You knew that you were a star partner on that squad. You knew you potentially going to the NFL. Bro, you need to stay away and stay clear from these things, man. And like shame. That's like, that's one-on-one. That's one-on-one. Don't be messing up the bag. And you messed up your bag. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, uh, the case is still going on. Hey, at the end of the day, we you read what I read. You read what I read. How are they going to circumvent and move around and all that stuff? Man, that's up to the lawyers and all that stuff. But it's a mess. But the good thing is, the Bills got rid of that. They're on to the next, and we keep it pushing. But I ain't letting the Bills off of this a little bit either. I had to get this off my chest. I'm going to get it off my chest right now. Y'all look like the good guys because you said, yo, we found out that we, we found out what happened, and we're, we're bothered by it, which they were, and we had to make a decision. Let them go. Cool. We ain't letting you off the hook with you knowing for a month, and y'all thought you could kind of sneak that thing by. I know for a fact y'all tried to sneak something a little by, a little bit. Because you knew. But if they don't bring anything up, maybe we can get past it. Uh-oh. New York Times got it or LA Times got it. Shoot, now we got to do something. Man, listen, man. At the end of the day, a whole lot of people drop the ball. Bills are not excluded from this. They drop the ball heavy. And there's some good articles out there that are trying to put some blame on them. And as they should. But I see a lot of people defending it, which is crazy. It's crazy. To me. But anyway. Both them dropped the ball, but the good thing is we're moving on from that. Players seem to like kind of be off it. They're onto it. They're onto the next, and so be it. And I'm with that. I love it. They're not even sweating it. Listen, it was unfortunate. It happened. Now we're moving on. We got bigger fish to fry. Let's go. But the Bills, I ain't letting y'all off the hook, man. Y'all messed up. <laughs> y'all messed up, man. I'm not going to front. I'm not even going to front. But anyway, back to the roster because it is it does have a lot to do with the roster. So we have officially gone down to the 53. The 53-man roster is set. How the, the real question is, how are we feeling about it? A lot of folks are sitting here kind of like they're, they're iffy. They're not sure. You know what I mean? Let me get my banner up because, I mean, since I don't have my stuff in the background, um, a lot of people don't feel good about this. They're, they're not they're, – they're, they're iffy on some of the roster moves that we made. My thing is, what are you, what are you questioning exactly? We knew what was happening. We knew what time it was. You knew how many quarterbacks we're keeping. You know that Zach Moss, that whole Zach Moss is going to be traded, man. They, they, they bust that trade rumor down like that. Not happening. We're not getting rid of them. Now, can you trust every organization and what they say? Never. Because they tell you a whole bunch of stuff, and then all of a sudden they do what they told you they weren't going to do. You feel me? Like, the one thing that stood out to me very much so was when we had um, – the, when we had Alien, Sammy Watkins on our squad, right? And they were showcasing Sammy Watkins, and we're thinking, okay, this is going to be cool. New regime is going to use Sammy Watkins. Maybe it's a fresh new start. Traded. You're out of here. You feel me? So, like, you hold your breath because the 53-man roster means absolutely zilch right now. It means nothing. If you made it by the skin of your teeth, 
and you're you're man 53, you're man 52, you know what I'm saying? You're not safe because right now all these players are being cut all over the place and the phones are buzzing right now. Everybody's on the phone right now trying to figure out what's going on. So if you're if you're number 53, listen, don't unpack your bags, you know what I'm saying? Keep your bags nice and tight, you know what I'm saying? And just wait by the phone. And then until we get to week one, you can breathe a little bit. But until then, you can't because there are so many players, good players, that just it's a numbers game. Case in point, Isaiah Hodgins. It's a numbers game. And let's get right to it. Let me get right to the Isaiah Hodgins, right? Because a lot of people feel like, oh, he should have made the team. He should have made it over Kumaro. I, for one, at the beginning of the offseason, I was like, I don't know how this man is going to make this squad. Y'all, y'all heard me say it. I do not know how he's going to make this squad because it's just too deep, man. And it's not because he's not good enough. It's just that it's just going to come down to we don't have enough room to put you on the squad. If we were keeping seven, maybe you're on the squad. But the, it's just it was going to be one of those situations where we're not going to have the room for you. So it's a numbers game. And a lot of times, good players get let go because of the numbers, right? Case in point, Tim Settle. You don't think the commanders would have loved to keep Tim Settle? Of course they would have. But they weren't ready to pay this man. They weren't ready to pay this man. And right now, the amount of guys that we have on the squad and the amount of money that we have invested in these guys, I can't put more money into you, Tim Settle. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. Numbers. Guess what? The Bills made the numbers work very well, right? Now, Mr. Hodges. I find this very interesting, all right? And I'm going to test a lot of you guys in this chat. By the way, salute to the chat. I see you guys. You guys are buzzing right now. we got 343 people watching, and you guys are watching me with terrible audio. The, the camera's not crisp, but guess what? The chocolate is popping right now, so let's get it. So we sit here looking at this receiving squad. Let's go to the receiving squad right now. We already know who our final six are. Kumaro makes it to number six. Uh, we already know that Stevenson is going to be uh, eventually put on the IR. So right now he is man 53, if you will, right? And then they're going to put him on the IR. Then we got to go get our punter. Now, we don't know who our punter is going to be. It's going to be Kern. Who knows? Kern seems to be the favorite. Uh, what, 13 years in the game, 10 years in the game. I can't remember exactly how much. And he's he's he got beat out. So and he's got a big leg. So that's something that we, 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 have been, we coveted. We thought we had in Mr. Ariza. So we don't have that anymore. But now, let me get back to this receiving group. Let's go back in time. Let's go back to 2012. Without looking, and, I'm, and, I, and don't, be, don't be that guy or don't be that girl, right? Without looking, do you, can you tell me who the six receivers that we had on the 2012 Bills roster? Seriously, don't look it up. Because I'll, I'll know for a fact if y'all look it up. I'll know for a fact if y'all look it up. Can you tell me who their first four? If you can give me six, great. Give me give, – and I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. Stevie Johnson was one. There's receiver one. So if you guys are able to tell me who the rest of the receivers were on that squad, I'd love to hear it. All right? Because it, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys got to think. So, and, I'm, and I bring this up because we are sitting here – doom and gloom about Hodges not making the squad. And I'm going to be real. It was, it was, it was, it was cool to pay attention to who's going to be the number six receiver. Why? 
because we we had we already know who the, the main the main guys are, right? We already know who the main guys are. But can you tell me who the hell the receivers were last like in 2012? Greg right now is the closest. Donald Jones, TJ Graham, David Nelson. You've got you got there's your three. Can you tell me who the other guys were? Greg, good shit. Now, did you look it up? I hope you didn't. Donald Jones for sure. He was one of them. Talk to me, people. All right, so here it is. Do you guys remember? I mean, I liked him. Marcus Easley. I was a I was a fan of, of, of Marcus Easley. He was uh he came out of what Connecticut? I and I really rooted for him. Good special teamer, good speed, but just couldn't stay healthy. I liked him. But who was who was receiver six? Do you remember who receiver six was? Y'all remember? So put it this way: Roscoe Parrish was a guy that got hurt a lot. He got hurt a lot. Uh, in 2011, he was just off and on. He was just never, he could never stay healthy, right? And Derek Hagan was one of the receivers. Do you guys remember Derek Hagan? I didn't think so. So, like, it goes to tell you this. And this, I bring this up for a reason, right? We're sitting here, like, lamenting on receiver six. When really, I mean, times have changed in the NFL. But, like, fam, we, we ain't got, we don't got to sit here and, and, boo-hoo-hoo over receiver six because receiver six very rarely will touch the field very rarely will touch the field you know what i'm saying and right now based on what the uh, i think i was i was watching sal capaccio um listening reading one of his tweets it was it was to the point where like his observations was it was simple he's like although he outperformed kumaro on the field when it came to special teams he just wasn't strong enough. He just wasn't, he didn't stand out enough. And that's what matters. And that's what our GM said. If you are not going to contribute on the offensive side of the ball, you best be able to contribute on special teams. And that is where he fell short. It's unfortunate because he really did well. He, he really did well on the offensive side of the ball. He's one of our leaders in preseason and receptions. Uh, I kind of tweeted uh, the information of what uh, our, our, who our statistical leaders, leaders were uh, in in preseason, and he was amongst the higher, the, the, the more the more productive ones. Now, I, in my opinion, I would rather him not come back to the Bills. I'd rather not. I'd rather him not. Why? Because I root for him, and I'd rather him because he worked his tail off to stay healthy, number one, and to actually produce in preseason. I'd like to see him go somewhere and be productive. I'd love to be able to root for him on somebody else's team, right? If you go, if you went to the Raiders. He went to, you know what I'm saying, the Giants, because the Giants could be a place that he goes. I don't know how, how full they are at the receiver position. I know that they, they have some good, uh, some good depth out there. But, like, I would like to see him go somewhere that he could be productive. And to me, bringing him back on the freak practice squad, like, you know he ain't going to touch the field. It's just what it is, man. That, that receiver six spot would have been his ideal situation. But it's not going to be the case. It's not going to be the case, and I feel for him, right? So let's go back. Uh, and I had to touch on that receiver spot because we already know who the receivers are on the squad. Uh, with Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, Crowder, Shakir, and then we got Kumaro. And then we've got uh, Stevenson that's going to be put on IR, and who knows what's going to happen with him uh, because we need to get a puncher. So is he on IR for a little bit? What do we do with Kumaro? Kumaro is Kumaro safe? Who knows, right? Um, but nonetheless, that's the situation we're in. The running back room, I think it's pretty clear. I know a lot of people like Blackshear. Blackshear is a strong candidate 
to be on the practice squad. I didn't look up because I mean I've been out all day. I didn't look up if they if we officially came out with our list uh, for the practice squad. Um, but Blackshear, you can best believe that I could totally see him on the practice squad. Um, so it's just to me right now it's just be a matter of time until we we make that decision. So right now, released from the whole list of the team was Matt Barkley, which he'll probably end up coming back because. When we met with uh, with my man, uh, me and Zbot and Evan, uh, we went to the Wester event. We we had a chance to sit down with Matt Barkley, and Matt Barkley is ecstatic to be back. And the reason they brought him back was not necessarily for his ability to be like you know be that backup because clearly it's he's not that backup uh, anymore. But they bring him in for what he brings in the locker room, right? What he brings to Josh Allen. They've got a connection between the two that the Bills understand, and that's why they brought him. So him, they'll stash him on the practice squad because you just never know what can happen, right? And uh, he, he seems to be a fan favorite with the Bills. So Matt Barkley released. Greg Mance released. They'll probably bring his him back uh, for an interior guard unless they start looking elsewhere um, for that for the extra interior guard slash backup center. Luke Tanetta most likely will bring him back. Uh, Raheem Blackshear will probably be brought, brought back. Duke Johnson, Chance potentially he comes back i'm not too sure but here's the thing with duke johnson duke and raheem blackshear were the most productive in terms of overall what they what they brought they were punt returning they were kick returning they were receiving the ball out of the backfield and running the rock they were busy they were extremely busy so raheem blackshear for sure bring being brought back but duke johnson i can't see him being brought back because we're bringing back uh raheem right we never know tanner gentry Release. Could he be brought back? It's a possibility. He's got the connection with Josh Allen. Who knows how they value that relationship? But he really didn't stand out this camp. This camp didn't stand out. He had a better camp last year than he did this year. But there's way more bodies. There's way more, you know, saying people that he's got to fight through. So and he didn't take too full advantage of it. Um, and then let's let's Isaiah Hodgins, OJ Howard. We're gonna get into the OJ Howard chat. Mike Love, which is a fan favorite. Uh, I like Mike Love. He may be brought back once again. He's made a good living with the Bills, man. On that practice squad, boy, he's made a good living. Uh, Kingsley Jonathan could be brought back as well. Brandon Bryant. That was one that I knew was gonna get released, but I hope we bring him back. Uh, he had an active, a very active uh, off season. Uh, Prince Emili could be brought back. C.J. Brewer. Gone. Joe, uh, Joe Giles Harris, probably brought back. Nick McLeod, potentially brought back. And uh, Jamarcus Ingram. Who knows what's going on with Jamarcus Ingram? I don't know too much about him. Um, Nick McLeod, early, early in camp, he was making some noise. Early in camp. And then he fizzled out. He fizzled out. You didn't really hear too much about Nick McLeod. Um, but nonetheless, they're invested in Nick McLeod, so they may bring his ass back. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see the final numbers on who they bring back. And remember, in part of, we have 16 guys that can come back on the practice squad and of the 16, and don't, and don't quote me on this. I think I read this somewhere that um, you can, you can, you can, there's six guys that you can bring on the squad uh, when you need to, please don't quote me. On I think I read that somewhere on, uh, on, just on, uh, on Twitter, but uh, it'll be interesting how we fill out and who we fill out the rest of uh, the, the rest of the uh, the practice squad. So, running back room, you already know what it is, man. You got your boy James Cook. You got your you got your boy Devin Singletary that's slated to have a big year, and Zach Moss. Now, Zach Moss, there was rumors that he was going to be traded. 
the Bills refute that and they say, no, nah, it's not happening. You can never believe what they say because it still could happen. However, if you're really trying to make it this year, if you're really trying to push to, you know what I mean, to make a difference, you got to keep all three backs because you just never know. You know what I'm saying? Something happens to Devin Singletary, God forbid, and you trade. So now you're down to, to James Cook and Taiwan Jones, and then we bring out Blackshear. You know what I mean? So it's just good. Have those a stable of three backs and roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Because the way the league is played now, man, it's committee. It's running back by committee. Everybody's got a skill set. So you got to run with that. So James Cook, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Taiwan Jones for social teams purposes, and my man Reggie Gilly. You know what I mean? Newly freshly paid Reggie Gilly. So that running back room is set. It's not going nowhere. Tight end room. Shout out. A big shout out to Quentin Morris, man. Quentin Morris was on the squad last year in a whole. We didn't know too much about Quentin Morris. We just, you know what I mean? We knew that we got a new tight end that's making a little bit of noise, but just too new and too raw to make a difference last year, right? So we're going to hold on to him. We're going to let him develop and do what he's supposed to do. And boy, did he take full advantage of the opportunity to crack that 53-man roster. Salute to Quentin Morris for making that squad. He, he kind of limped up a little bit, pulled the hammy, tweaked the hammy a little bit. So he, they say he's going to be all right. Um, and he better say he's going to be all right because this is an opportunity. You don't want to put, you don't, you don't want to be placed on that IR, my guy. So you want to make sure that you're good. But Quentin Morris earned his spot on the team. He's improved his pass block. He's improved his run blocking. And the man was a former receiver. So you know he can get busy and get downfield. So that, what does that do for you? It gives you Dawson Knox. It gives you another threat to get downfield. And salute to the young man. You got to give Quentin Morris some love. So if you have Quentin Morris on Twitter, IG, or whatever the case is, yo, hit that man's page up and give him a big up because that's big to make that 53-man roster. Now, making the 53 is one thing. Being a contributor is another. So you on the squad now. You made it. You don't stop there. You got to keep pushing, boy. You got to be, you got to keep pushing. Make Josh Allen trust your ass. So when Dawson Knox will be doubled or they know Dawson is coming, you got Quentin Morris coming around the corner and making big plays, especially because he can get downfield. And Tommy Sweeney will be, uh, you know what I mean, a big, big formation. We might go big formation and have him in there and go from there. But Quentin Morris, big time job. You were able to produce. You were able to stand out more than O.J. Howard. Now, let's get into this O.J. Howard business, man. O.J. Howard. Here's the deal, folks. O.J. Howard, you know somebody's name? You know what I'm saying? Like, let me, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Let's go music. There are artists out there that were hot when they came out, and they're hot today. You, saw, you, know, you feel what I'm saying? So, like, I'll use Drake for now. When Drake came out, I mean, you guys probably didn't know too much about him because you guys were in the States, but over here in Canada, we knew all about Drake. And I was like, yo, this guy's going to be a star. All he needs is a freaking chance. And boom, he's blown up and he's still, and he'll probably be still a banger 15 years from now when he's going on tour and doing this. Cher, I'll go even Cher. Even Cher still goes out there and does her thing. Celine Dion still goes out there and does her thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit everybody in this, like every, every range of, of, People, you know, saying uh, Patty LaBelle still goes out there and does it. There's a whole bunch of people, so some names still ring bells, right? And then there are some people, some artists that they had a couple good hits, you know, saying maybe they had had a run. And if you say that they're coming to your town, 
they don't really they don't have it anymore. You know what I'm saying? And if if you know what, give me someone right now that back then they were they were nice they could do it. But if you were to hear their name, I'll give you a prime example. Although I don't agree with this, but some people because of Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent will do that to you. But Ja Rule, Ja Rule was the dude. Ja Rule couldn't go anywhere without everybody knowing Murda. They they would know everything about Ja Rule. If Ja Rule was coming to your town today, you'd be like, da. Does he still got it? Can he still perform? The man can still perform. But some people would look at it like, nah, he can't. So the point I'm trying to bring is this. O.J. Howard, his name rang, his name rang bells when he was at Alabama. You feel me? He was doing big things. And he came into the league, didn't quite work out. Then that Achilles, he pulled that, he, he ripped that Achilles, right? Now, Tampa was like, fam, we already knew. And I'm reading all the little the messages from people when he got let go. They're like, yo, we knew this. He just didn't have that step. But because his name is O.J. Howard, he played at Alabama, he had success, he was a big-time guy. It just didn't quite work out. My man John Muno says, yo, O.J. Howard is crisscross. And I bet you crisscross, if crisscross was like, yo, we're going out there, we're going to perform our best hits, people would go. You feel me? But I get what you're saying. You guys catch what I'm saying. Um, but I'll tell you right now, Ja Rule is on tour with Ashanti right now, and they, they are doing big things right now. I'll tell you that right now. But you guys catch what I'm trying to say. O.J. Howard's name used to be that dude. Now he just hasn't been now. There's a chance the Bills bring him back, allegedly, allegedly. So we, we're going to find out. But the fact is they paid this man three, they signed a, a one-year deal, three mil, and then you get cut? That wasn't supposed to happen. Why? Because he didn't, they, he didn't have the juice that we thought he did. And not everybody comes back from a freaking Achilles that can pop back like that. And skill-wise, you're getting a little older and, you, you know what I mean, you don't have that twitch anymore. It, it just isn't the same. So the fact of the matter is a lot of people were shocked that he got cut. But, like, the writing was on the wall. When you see the man coming in on fourth quarter blocking, you know what I'm saying, Dawson Knox has to tend to family matters, you think, okay, OJ Howard, jump in there. Nope, Quentin Morris and Tommy Sweeney take the reps. You're like, time out. What's going on? The writing was on the wall, folks. The writing was on the wall. So at the end of the day, we saw this coming. We saw this coming. Now, do they bring him back? And if they do, why? Why bring him back? Right? Like you're taking, you're eating dead money. So whoever put that, that out there that he could come back, I just don't understand the logistics of it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just like, if, did you, were you forced to pay him that much because he was coveted? And now you're going to cut him and then restructure something? Who knows what's going to happen? I just can't see it happening. But the point is, O.J. Howard just didn't have it anymore. And it was clear. It was evident. And they had more trust in the young guys, right? Younger guys, more fresh, ready to go. Tommy Sweeney, they drafted Tommy Sweeney. So they're invested in Tommy Sweeney. You have Quentin Morris. They're invested in Quentin Morris. I mean, they put him on the development squad last year, and he did what he was supposed to do. He's here. He's where he's supposed to be. But O.J. Howard, it's a shame. Because we envisioned big things from O.J. Howard, right? We were talking about it. O.J. Howard, Dawson Knox. Wow, we, we going to kill the game. Clearly not. It's going to be Dawson Knox, Quentin Morris. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we'll, see, we'll go from there, man. Yeah, he was a giant. Yeah, he stood out. Yeah, he had a touchdown, you know what I'm saying, in preseason. But that's it. He didn't really do enough for the team to see value to keep him and pay him $3 million. Now, that's a whole nother ballgame. Now, where he goes, what happens, not our issue. Not our issue. So, uh, shout out to Quinn Morse. If you guys, like I said, 
you guys see him in Buffalo or wherever, or you see him on, you know what I'm saying? He, sh- he shows up online and he's doing live or he's on Twitter. Yo, show him some love. He did his thing, man. O-line. Let's go to the O-line. O-line, it is what it is, folks. It is what it is. We knew what it was going to be. We know we had the core five. The one thing that I'm st- I need to know is who is who's our right tackle? Is it Spencer Brown? Or is it David Questenberry? I, I'm curious, man, because I, I have no idea. I really have no idea. I don't know what's going on with that. Because all offseason, all we saw was Questenberry taking reps at right tackle because we knew that you know, saying Spencer Brown was kind of like, you know, I mean, getting better and nursing his injury, his undisclosed injury, whatever the case was. But then the whole time, Questenberry's been at right tackle. So, like, has Questenberry overtaken the right tackle position? Like, is that what's happening? Because if it is, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. So, I don't know, fam. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Tony S says, yo, is that Tony Santos? Tony Santos, is that you, brother? Um, Tony S says, uh, Questenberry seems solid enough. Well, listen, man, he's taking the reps from Brown. So maybe Questenberry, maybe, maybe Questenberry takes it, but it's just like nobody's talking about it. I don't know if they're, they're thinking like Spencer Brown's going to just re, retake his position and go from there. Well, David Questenberry has something to say about that. He's got something to say. Maybe he's a little more polished. Than, than uh, Spencer Brown. But at the end of the day, too, not that we didn't have a choice to put Spencer Brown in, but, like, Spencer Brown last year with with uh, Williams, um, with Darrell Williams at, at tackle, we weren't really too keen on Darrell Williams at tackle. We had, you know, we had Feliciano. We had, like, the line was in flux. So we decided to put the rookie in and see what he's got, right? And he had some good moments. And then he had some moments where he like, woof, terrible. But here comes Questenberry. So question bear right now, is he our starting right tackle? It's a legitimate question because that's all I've been seeing. So maybe Questenberry and Cromer, they have some kind of thing where it just works and he understands what, what Cromer wants more so than, than, uh, than my man Spencer. So maybe there's, there's an advantage. There's a big time advantage and Questenberry took full advantage of it. So uh, we shall see what goes on. Johnny Blaze comes in and says, "Yo, not sure if they started Questenberry because he outplayed Spencer, or did he overtake him because Spencer's injury?" That's what I don't understand. I think a lot of people are sitting on, well, maybe because Spencer Brown was injured, so that's why Questenberry is taking over. But guess what? If you're injured, you're not on the field. I saw Spencer Brown on the field taking second team reps. Okay, so if you're hurt, I get it. You'll start, but you won't start for very long, or you just won't play. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Saying, oh, you're in, you're in sparingly, but not you're, you're, we're just going to ease him in on the second team. And then all of a sudden he's going to take the first team. Nah, I'm not buying that. I, I'm just not buying it. So, uh, to me, pay attention to see in the next weeks how this plays out. But I think it's going to be Deion Dawkins, uh, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morris, Ryan Bates, D 
David Questenberry. David Questenberry at right tackle. So, and uh, and when we want to go big formation, throw in big Spencer Brown in there and you run the damn ball down your throat. So my, that might be a strategy. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see where that plays out, man. But I'm going to be paying attention close to that to see what is going on on that line. So O-line is pretty much said. Then we have our depth, Tommy Doyle, um, Spencer Brown being one of them. Greg Mance being let go is interesting. Um, so I'm a little I'm a little kind of perturbed by that. Um, but you got the rest of the you got uh, Butker that's going to be coming back shortly. And then uh, the slew of O-linemen that are on that squad. So um, the line is set. I'm, I am like, listen, Johnny Blaze says, I am mad. Neither am I. I am mad at it. He's going to, we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it pushing and we're going to be all right. Um, defensive side, you see it, folks. The defensive line is set. It is set, is ready to roll. Uh, Shaq Lawson squad, uh, freaking AJ Epinesa squad. A lot of people were talking about AJ Epinesa being traded, uh, potentially cut. Uh, Shaq Lawson potentially was he going to be able to do anything? Um, but he had a good, strong second preseason game and kept that momentum going. Um, so I think the right guys are on the on the squad for the right reasons, right? Everyone's got their role to play. The interior line is set. Tim Settle, Laquan Jones, uh, Ed Oliver, um, who am I missing inside? Uh, Ed Oliver uh, and Jordan Phillips, right? We're set on the inside. Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, uh, AJ Epinesa, Vaughn Miller, we're set. You know what I'm saying? And then boom, Shaq Lawson makes number nine. Yo, we're good. Like, that's a strong line, man. That's a very strong line. Linebacker, uh, you guys saw it, man. Andre Smith is going to be suspended, obviously, for six games. So guess what? It opens up a roster spot for Balin, Mr. Inspector Balin. Good golly, Miss Molly. Inspector Balin was doing his damn thing. From freaking first game to third game, he actually leads the team in tackles. In total tackles, he had 24 total tackles. Led the team. Yes, granted, he did play the most. You know what I'm saying? But he, late round draft pick. You're not supposed to make the squad. And only when we keep six guys, you're not supposed to make the squad. But the fact of the matter is he stood out. And boy, did he take full advantage of it. And he made the squad. For now. For now. We already know. Hold your breath when you're you're, you're the bottom guys. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're from picks 46 to 53. Hold your breath a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Balin, Balin Specter, man, yo, shout out to Balin Specter. He took full advantage of the situation and he made the squad. Um, by the way, I got to give a shout out to my man, Nate Peterman. I can't yell too much because the niece is about to go to bed. But um, Nate Peterman uh, has been released by the Chicago Bears. And uh, could, could the Bills bring Nate Peterman back to the Bills? Would they do that? You know how happy that would make me? That would make me super happy just to just to know that Nate Peterman could be brought back. And I can tell you right now, Coach McDermott loves Nate Peterman. He does. So if Nate Peterman's agent was like, hey, you, you want to try to bring, you know what I mean, 2017 back, 2018 back, and we bring that back, what are we, what are we talking here? McDermott would say, nah, man, that, that boat is sailed, bro. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. However, Nate Peterman over Bitcoin Barkley. Could you imagine? I'm playing with y'all. It's not going to happen. But a brother can dream. <laughs> yeah, a brother can dream. And it would be dope to have Nate Peterman back on the squad. I'm not, I'm not going to front. But anyway, uh, maybe if we put Nate Peterman in, 
in that last game, we could have kept our streak alive to make it 10 straight games of preseason wins. But damn it, we lost and got blanketed out. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, so linebackers is set. Obviously, you got Matt Milano, you got uh, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Dotson, Matikavich, and then Balin Spector, right? So there's your six, uh, very strong six. And then when Andre Smith comes back, we'll see how that plays out. Um, <laughs> somebody say, yo, Rico, put the shot glass down. All right, shot glass is down. Shot glass is down. But um, that being said, uh, I like I like the uh, the linebacker room. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. And uh, we already know what the time it is, man. You know who has to have a huge year. You know who has to have a huge year. And we've talked about this at length, Shmay Edmonds. And he did have a strong, he did have a strong um, offseason. He had a strong, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he proved that he can be that dude. But, like, guess what? Shaq Lawson was that dude in his last year of his deal. Marcel Darius was that dude in the last year of his, the last year of his deal. They all balled out. They balled out. Shaq Lawson got himself a deal elsewhere. He got the bag, Miami. Marcel, Marcel Darius talked himself into a freaking $100, $100 million deal, right? He had a massive year. We had 10 sacks. So, like, Tremaine Evans used to have one of those years. We know what's at stake. We already know what time it is, man. We know. You have to have a huge year. And obviously, money's on the line. Big money's on the line. Your first round draft pick. So if you're trying to remain with the Bills as young as you are, because everybody talks about how young you are, you know what I'm saying? He is young enough that he can get three huge contracts. If he plays his cards right, he can get three huge contracts. The rookie deal is done. He's going to a second contract. That could expire, and he'll be at 29 years of age before he can get into his other one. Dude, this guy can get Boku money. If he plays his cards right and he produces as a starting linebacker. But if he falls off the wagon, so there goes the bag. But he's going to make the bag somewhere. So hopefully it's with the Bills. And because the Bills feel that he did enough for them to love him and give him a contract, let's roll. Right? So the linebacker crew I love. Milano's going to have a big year. We already know, we already know what we have in Milano. So I'm excited for it. So uh, let's move on to the defensive side of the, uh, the backfield. Right? So they put my man. Tremaine, uh, Tredavious White, excuse me. Tredavious White is on the PUP list, the, the physical, un, the physically unable to perform list, perform list. And he's going to be out uh, minimum four weeks. Max, yeah, minimum four weeks, right? He's got to be at least, he's got to do at least four weeks and then they can bring him back on the squad. By then, hopefully he's right into the mold of things. And even then, he hasn't, he's not going to be in physical contact. So it's going to take him some time to really get going. So guess what? Big plate, big plate, big, big food on your plate, Mr. Elam, big food on your plate, Dane Jackson, big food on your plate, Mr. Benford. A lot of, a lot of, of pressure is going to be coming your way. And we got some big time receivers. And I'll tell you right now, man, those two young rooks held their own this camp, especially the one that we have all our eyes on in Mr. Kyrie Elam. And Kyrie Elam answered the bell. He answered every time they went at him in crucial down and distance. He was there. I don't. He didn't get a lot of. I mean, he, he got some good playing time actually, and he did extremely well. I think what twenty one attempts thrown his way. I think he allowed what two receptions, if that, um, and he had two pass breakups. And most times, you locking guys up. So this is why we brought him there because there's going to be times where it's third and six, 
And these guys are going to pass, and you know they will. This is where you take your top dog, you put him on the top receiver, and you shut shit down. Let my pass rush get to the quarterback. You do your job. We know what you can do. Your, your strength is to press. So there are going to be times where we need to go man-to-man, and we need to press your ass, and you need to win that job. You need to win it. So there's a lot of good cornerbacks that got drafted ahead of you. So make make the Bills look good. Make the Bills look good. We drafted you in the first round. We traded up for your ass. Make the Bills look good. Are you going to falter here and there? Absolutely. But we need to see those far and few between. We need to see not a whole lot of them. Dane Jackson going into year three, we already know what time it is, man. This is time for him to step up and show what he's got. Now, when Trey comes back, that's a whole different ballgame. Because now, what do we do? What if they're playing exceptionally well, right? They're hot. Do you tell Trey, hey, man, take a little bit more time to chill out and we'll figure we'll figure things out? You can't, man. You pay that man way too much money to tell him to chill out. He's coming in and ready to go, right? And he brings the cerebral. Like, he's a smart dude. You know what I'm saying? He's, he brings the intellect to the defense. He brings the awareness to the defense. So a guy like Trey would, would bode extremely well for either Dane or Elam, and that's what it's going to come down to. Dane or Elam? Did Elam do enough to take that number two corner spot, or is Dane? Are they going to stick with Dane and say, "Oh, you're the veteran guy. We're going to let the rook kind of watch and learn how this is done." Pay close attention to how these done, and these next four weeks are going to tell us a lot about what we have in that backfield, straight up and down. My man Christian uh, Chandler Bing Biggie Bing. I love your name, my G. You know what it is. I don't know. I don't know, honestly, man. But I find it funny. I think it's the hype he he had uh, he had going into the regular season, and then ish. And I think whoever said he's uh, a Mason. What the heck is that? Is a good point. I have no. I've never even seen that name that word before. But I'm not sure who you're referring to. But nonetheless, uh, here we are. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think you guys are talking about uh, Tyreek. I think. But anyway, here we are, man. The defensive backfield is set. We already have the safety room. The safety room is set. Uh, obviously, we have Saron Neal, Teron Johnson. We got the three three corners, Benford, Elam, Dane Jackson. Obviously, Trey White is on the PUP list. And then the safety room is set. Now, here's a million-dollar question. What the heck is going on with your employer? What is management doing? We are one week away from starting the season. And my man has no contract. He's playing on his last year of his contract. But you, you, you sign one of the biggest, if not the biggest agent in the game to get yourself a new deal. You go into week one and you hurt yourself. Dude, you're hurting yourself and you're hurting your bank account. Fam, like, this is, this is interesting. It's like, it's like the Bills are holding their stance and saying, we're not doing ish. So... It is what it is, man. So I'm assuming that because now that the cuts are done, we're down to the 53, you know what I'm saying, and we, we made moves that we need to make, we're going to restructure some players. I think they, I ju- I think they just did uh, Deion Dawkins, or did they do him last year? They just they did restructure. I think Deion Dawkins. They restructured Deion Dawkins' contract. Are they going to, are they going to continue to just wait this thing out? Or they're going to continue to, like, you know what I mean, work some contracts over and then make enough money to give to Poyer. Because right now, not a peep. 
not a peep. By the way, somebody said, yo, it's a, it's pronounced masochist. Okay, so I'm at someone who enjoys pain. Okay, then. Uh, thank you for that. I've been educated. Masochist. Thank you. And I am not a masochist because I don't enjoy pain whatsoever. I don't know who the F does. And that's just a freak. I enjoy pain. But anyway, um, but yeah, man, we, um, we, we're sitting here looking at Jordan Poirier just like, he's going to go into the season. God forbid he gets hurt because he already did in camp. And he's still, you know what I'm saying, put the red jersey on and kept his mouth shut and he's going, he's going to work. So he's playing the, I'll play nice. I'm not going to demand anything. I'm not going to be a distraction. I'm going to just do what I'm supposed to do. But you guys know what time it is. I want to get paid. What are we doing? Is there at one point that he goes, hey, I ain't stepping on the field? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. Listen, I, I went through camp. I went through camp and didn't say a peep to y'all. Didn't hold out. Didn't do anything. I showed up. So now I did my part. I didn't. I did not become a nuisance to you guys. So now the ball's in your court. And don't be surprised if I say I ain't playing a damn snap the regular season. Now what? Cross his arms like this. Now the question is, who's got the leverage? Sorry, Mr. Poyer, but the Bills have the leverage. Why? Because they have Demar Hamlin. They also have Jaquan Johnson, and Jaquan Johnson has been playing lights out in camp. Demar Hamlin can hold his own. So, like, right now, all the leverage is with the Bills. All the leverage is with the Bills. So, Brandon Bean has to love you enough to say, all right, man, let's get this thing done with, and let's get you signed up. Let's get this damn Super Bowl. But, boy, oh, boy, if if he takes a stance and says, nah, fam, I'm not paying you, man. You're going you're gonna to finish out your contract? Here comes the holdout, but it doesn't, it hurts him. It hurts him. So it's just strictly business. So like he, he's got no leverage in this, in this thing, man. It, it's going to come down to how good is their relationship? How good is the relationship between Poyer and his agent with the Buffalo Bills? And Poyer hasn't done anything to, to, to show that he's a terrible person or a awful business person. He's just been, I, you know what I want. I've earned it. I've done everything I'm supposed to. I'm a top 100 player. Talk to me now. So, like, what more do you want from me? What what more do you want from me? Like, that's what he's that's what's, he's pretty much pulling a Tyrese. What more do you want from me, fam? Pay me now. I I deserve it. Wifey, do I deserve it? Heck yeah. Yes. She's going to tell you he deserves it. And she'll scream it off the mountaintop. And it's the facts. So we are going to pay attention and glue our eyes to this TV screen and to your phones and find out if a contract is coming. But right now, leverage is not on Poyer's side. It really isn't. It's just, it's just what it is, man. Um, speaking of top 100 players, uh, before I get, listen, before I get into top 100 players, we're going to get into that. But um, even looking at the, this defensive squad, this defensive squad is, is, is lit. It's tight. You can't go wrong with it. It's restraint. Now, the one thing I will say, though, is special teams now. Special teams, people. And a question, a very good question was, was put out there. And I need you, I need help from you guys. By the way, we got 400 people watching right now. Uh, Twitter's on, Twitch is on, Facebook is on, uh, freaking YouTube, uh, the whole show, bang, is on. So salute to everyone who did. Do me a favor, smash that like while you guys are here. If you guys have not subscribed, do yourselves a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Not only will you hit the subscribe button, hit that bell. Where's my bell? Where's my bell? I don't have it. Oh, I don't have that bell. But hit that bell. 
in order for you to be notified when we go live. I'll tell you right now, we're going live every day of the week, uh, except for Thursdays um, and Sundays and whenever the game is, we have that post-game show. So it's coming soon. It's coming soon. So be ready. Get your notifications so you don't miss a beat. So uh, special teams. We got a kicker, Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass is automatic. We already know what time it is when it comes to Tyler Bass. Thank you, Billy Williams. Billy Williams, ring that bell for me, man. <laughs> ring that bell for me, Billy Williams. Um, so we're sitting here looking at the special teams. We got a kicker. We got a punt returner in Khalil Shakir. He was the only one returning kicks, returning punts this offseason. So he's our return guy. And we don't have a punter. And we don't necessarily have a kick returner. Who is going to kick return for the Bills? Majority of the returns were going to Blackshear and Duke Johnson. Both players are cut. Not on the squad. All right. James Cook. Is James Cook going to be returning football? I can see it happening. And there's a reason why potentially we kept three backs. Because at any time, he gets nicked up. You got two good backs in Devin Singletary and Mr. Uh, Zach Moss to man the position. And both those guys don't play special teams. They don't. So James Cook can mess around and be our kick returner, which I'm not mad at whatsoever. Or is it Isaiah McKenzie? And Isaiah McKenzie, and this is a beautiful situation to be in. Maybe it's both. Stick both those dudes back there because guess what? Let's just say Khalil Shakir goes, excuse me, uh, Isaiah McKenzie goes down. We have Khalil Shakir as well, as well as Jamison Crowder. So we're set in that regard. If we lose James Cook to a nick and an injury, we have Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So to me, those are your two return guys. But here's and, and, and the question was, what if they get hurt? Well, guess what? I just answered for you. There's your, there's your, your, your backup situation. There's your contingency plan. If this guy gets hurt, this guy takes over. If That's why we kept Jameson Crowder. That's why we kept three running backs, because those guys are going to be intertwined by returning the football. Stevenson, I can't see Stevenson being around. Stevenson is going to be on the IR, and then when he comes back, maybe everybody goes back, back to their rightful position, or we go to the, you're inactive. You're going to sit there and be inactive until we really need you. But right now, Khalil Shakir, part returner, kick return is going to be Either Zach Moss, excuse me, James Cook and Isaiah McKenzie, or it's one or the other. Or they're just going to go and alternate between the two. But I'm not mad at that at all, man. McKenzie and Cook, I'll take that every day, man. You got speed in both guys. You have guys that are that are used to, you know what I mean, doing that. They're not, they're not opposed to doing it. They're used to it. They've done it before in the past. So, shit, put them back there. And then we're set. You know what I'm saying? And now we just got to nail down the punter. Once we find a punter... We're good. We just need a punter that can A, boom that thing, and B, make sure that it's accurate enough that it can hit the sideline. So if it's Kern or whoever, I don't really care for that damn position, but a guy that can do the damn job, I'm all for it. I am all for it. Uh, my man, uh, Ryan Orzelek, says, yo, to me, Crowder, too injury-prone to do returns. Uh, Crowder hasn't done returns since he was in Washington, right? When he was in Washington, he did returns then, but he hasn't done them since. And to me, you have two fresh young legs. And that's the thing, man. You have to give respect to guys like uh, uh, every time I do this, I get I get out uh, I get all messed up. So the return man for give me give me the uh, the return man uh, for he was like an Iron Man return man for the Eagles. Um, 
You got Darren Sproles is one. Darren Sproles at an old age was kick returning and punt returning, more 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 specifically punt returning. But there was one there was one that played for the Washington team and then played for the Eagles at one point. And I'm, it's he's eluding me. If you guys are historians and you guys remember who I'm talking about, hit it in the chat right now. But like you don't see older guys. What I'm trying to get to is you don't see older guys punt returning and kick returning. That's like a young man's Brian Mitchell. Thank you, Mr. Munoz. Uh, uh, Munez, Munoz, uh, Brian Mitchell, man. Brian Mitchell did that for a while. Like he was older. He wasn't a young buck. He was older. Desmond Howard, he did that for a little bit too. He did that for a little bit too. But these days, it's a young man's thing, man. Brian Westbrook did that for a little bit as well. Thank you for that. Brian Westbrook uh, was a name that definitely does that. So here's at the end of the day, what it comes down to is like these older the older you get, the less time you're going to be doing. You're going to be going back there and returning punts. It's a young, a young man's game. So let these young guys do it until they establish themselves on the roster where they're valuable, where you can't put them back there anymore. You know what I'm saying? And then we go from there. But our, our special teams, I'm not worried too much about our special teams. I think we have the right people. Uh, and Deshaun Watson, thank you. Uh, and Chan says Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson being one of them as well, man. So special teams is set. We're good. We're happy with what we have on special teams. I think this 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 roster is a damn good roster, and uh, this this offseason taught management a lot. <laughs> this was a learning lesson for management. Um, but it's gonna take the captains on this team. It's gonna take these guys to really buckle up, buckle down, and focus on this on this damn season, man. Because we've got a lot riding. We got a lot riding it, man. It's do it's it's boomer bust. It's boomer bust. If you look around, we have a pretty damn good offense. It's freaking boomer bust. Our pretty damn good defense, former number one defense, boom or bust. We've got to come out there and handle business. Now, speaking of handling business, how did you guys feel about Josh Allen being rated number thirteen on the one hundred list? I'll tell you what I feel about it. I feel just fine, right? That one hundred list. It's just something for fans to bicker and bitch about. Ain't nothing really wrong. Ain't nothing ain't nothing really out of place. Him being 13 is cool. I mean, I think last year he was 10. But keep in mind, they don't, they don't pay attention to what you did. And I don't know if people know this, but they don't pay attention to what you did, like, you know what I mean, playoffs and all that stuff. Oh, man, Josh Allen's a dog because everybody knows he's a freaking dog. Everyone knows he's a dog. However... They picked these mid-season, middle of the season. And do you not remember what happened to us in the middle of the season? We lose to the freaking Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? The Jets push us right to the end. And then until we got our act together and we, you know what I mean? So we took care of the Jets. But there were times where we just, we just didn't look like an elite team. There was a point, fellas, that we were on the outside looking in. The freaking Patriots were leading the division at one point. So like, it was one of those things where, like, if you're going to have Josh Allen be, like, that top dude, that, you know what I mean, that that dude, you can't have those those moments in the middle of the season where you disappear. You know what I'm saying? And that Jaguars game stands out to everyone. It has to, right? You can't have those moments where you disappear. So when Josh Allen has games like that, it hinders the team, and it hinders us from really taking care of our business because we win that game, we get the number one seed. A number one seed, man. So we got to take care of every freaking game going forward. And if Josh Allen wants to be that MVP guy that we keep saying that he's got to get, 
you can't have games like Jacksonville. You just can't because that is not MVP caliber football. You, 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 you can't have that. And I get it. You're going to have some games where you're like, come on, fam. Like, what are we doing here? But let me tell you something, man. If you want to win this damn thing, you've got to step your game up. you got to step your game up. And I think this, he's got all the potential to do it. We've got the roster put together around him to do it. Shoot, we're going we gonna to do it, man. So the roster is set, people. The roster is officially set. We're ready to roll. Josh Allen, 13. I think Stefan Diggs was at 26. Um, uh, Micah Hyde was at 50. Jordan Poirier was at like 46 or something of that nature. And then uh, we had Von Miller like in the 90s, right? So uh, we have five players on the, on the top 100. If I'm missing someone, let me know. But that's pretty damn good because there were years. We went years without having a single soul <laughs> on that roster. Right? Maybe it was like a freaking special teamer that got on there. Like, dude, <laughs> you feel me? Like, we didn't we didn't really have much uh, to be put on there. So now we're sitting here with freaking five guys on the freaking top 100. is lovely. But do you put any weight in the top 100? No, you don't. It's like, do you put any weight in the Pro Bowl? No, you don't. Nobody puts weight in the Pro Bowl. It's all about all pro. Are you an all pro? Do my statistics say it is? Cool. Pro Bowl? That's just a popularity contest, man. Anybody trying to do that? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, go from there. So, uh, I'm glad that this roster thing is done with. Um, there are some things that stood out. Obviously, OJ Howard standing out. He got cut. Uh, a lot of folks didn't expect it. Um, but it was also the right ones on the wall. Like, we knew what was going on. You feel me? Uh, the running back room is set. Quarterback room is set. O-line room is set. Uh, D-line room is absolutely set, locked in, ready to roll. Um I wouldn't tweak anything. I feel real good about that. They once that DB room gets healthy with Trey coming back, we'll be on point. Let's, I mean, Micah Hyde is ready to go. Poirier is ready to go. Fam, let's rock, man. Let's rock, man. This whole punter situation is, is behind us. Let's move on. Let's get to it. Uh, and let's handle business, man. I'm excited, man. Thursday night football next week is gonna be lit. We're ready to go. It's football season is ready. Um, and guys, if you're betting. Bet US. If you are if you are betting, you see this right here? That's it. Right there. Bet US. Use our code BF125, man. Put 125 bucks back. You get big coins back, man. And if you are, if you know your football, this will be good for you. This will be good for you. You get to make a little coin and, and be an expert. So why not let us help you? You know what I'm saying? Get that. We get you get some money back in your pocket. We match it and use our code and you get you good to go. Uh so folks. That's it for me, man. I mean, I want to take some questions, concerns. You guys might feel some type of way about the roster. You guys might feel some type of way about certain people being signed, um, things that are happening around the league. The Miami Dolphins, are, are, do you feel threatened by the Miami Dolphins? I think that's what I, I got a question. Ashton Lux says, yo, Miami will, will be y'all's biggest threat if Tua does better. Let me, Ashton, I think Ashton's a Patriots fan. Salute to my man, Ashton. What's up, Ashton? Um, let's be real. Let's talk. Let's talk real talk. Let's not talk like homers because I absolutely can't stand homers. I don't. I don't like if we are sitting here as a poo-poo organization for so long, we never had a dog in the fight. We never did. We shut our mouths and we kept it pushing. That's right. We did. But there were every now and then we had some fans that were just bumping gums and, and just talking too much junk and we knew we were damn well trash. You feel me? Uh, lately, you know what I'm saying? We got a, a whole lot of homers in, man, and, it, and it's, it sickens me. And we're going to mop the floor with this and mop the floor with that. Let's be real. 
the whole division got better. I mean, except for the Patriots. I don't know, Ashton, I don't know what your Patriots are doing. I really don't. I want to like your Patriots. No, that's a lie. I don't want to like your Patriots. I will never like the Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I tried. I almost bit my eye. I almost let it slip that I was going to try to. But I don't know what y'all are doing. But when it comes to the Dolphins, they are much better. They are much better. And for us to think that we're going to mop the floor with the Miami Dolphins, check yourselves, people. Check yourselves because they got way better. They're run- like, Our weakest point, the weakest, the weakest point of our defense was stopping the run. That was, that was what we struggled with. Case in point, the freaking Indianapolis Colts game. Case in point, the New England game, the windy game, where they just ran the ball down our throats, right? And we couldn't do anything about it. It was disheartening. It, it just, it killed us, right? So looking at this, looking at this, uh, this Dolphins team, they've improved the O-line. That's number one. They've improved the backfield immensely. They've improved it immensely. You've got Chase Edmonds that is an underrated back. He is extremely underrated. Chase Edmonds is going to be running. He's going to be toting that rock. Raheem Mostert, fast as heck, hits the hole hard. And I would have loved to have Raheem Mostert as a free agent on our squad, but the damn Dolphins picked him up. They are going to be running the rock. And guess what? When you're able to run the rock, what does it do? It tightens up the box, right? And it sounds very... Sounds very sexual what I just said, but it does. It tightens up the box. And who doesn't like a tight box? I'm gonna tell you that right now. That's what she said. But anyway, it tightens up the box, right? And when it tightens up the box, it's what we're all ready to kind of stop the run. Then you got Waddle, you got Gaseki, you got Tyreek Hill, that is an immense threat. You're gonna have to kind of loosen up a little bit. You're gonna have to spread the defense out a little bit. And guess what? This is where they're gonna try to take advantage of the run game. So, like, we're, we are not going to just absolutely wax the Dolphins. I expect them to give us a damn good fight, a damn good fight. And that's, that's, no, that's no cap, man. They have, ve- they have very good defensive front. They, they, what, Melvin Ingram got signed over there. Uh, they got uh, Christian Wilkins, which I really like Christian Wilkins, and he's, he's going to be a menace. Uh, they have uh, Phillips that came out of Miami, the, the teammate of Greg Rousseau. Dude, and Byron Jones, obviously Byron Jones is out. They got Xavier Howard, and they got a great tandem in safety in Javon Holland. And um, I'm forgetting the name right now, but I'm not a Dolphins fan, so I shouldn't know this. But that's a good squad. Now, whether they're coached well and good enough, that's a whole nother ball game. But they also don't have the previous coach that had two offensive coordinators and messing up the whole game and all that stuff. Good coach, but like new blood sometimes does – it, it does change things a little bit. But for Bills fans thinking that we're going to just absolutely wax the Dolphins, pump the brakes. They're going to give us a fight. So we've got to make sure that we don't go in thinking that we got this. It ain't the same, man. This AFC East has definitely gotten better. Now, X Factor, we all know it, is freaking Tua. Uh, funny story for you guys. So I'm in Alabama right now. And uh, so this is, this is Tua's land, right? And uh, I'm talking about my my uh, my brother and I, and he's talking about the the whole Tua situation. And he's like, dude, dude is nice, man. And and thing is, like, and he gets a bad rap. He's one guy that he gets a bad rap, and it's just it's now it's become it becomes like a funny thing. It's fun, right? And it's it's no different than when Josh Allen. Remember how annoyed Bills fans got when Josh Allen got in the league, and they were poo pooing on Josh Allen. Josh Allen couldn't hit a 
the, the wide side of the barn and Josh Allen was this and Josh Allen was that. Bills fans were irate. We hated hearing that, but we had no choice. We had no choice to take it because at the beginning, he was erratic. You know what I'm saying? Statistically, he didn't have what all these big-time quarterbacks had in, in the statistics when they're playing college. So, like, we had to take the abuse. We had to take the, you know, the, the, the licks, right, until Josh Allen became him. And now everybody's got to be quiet. So Tua has to make everybody be quiet. And until they do, they're going to keep chirping on him. But dude could play. He could play. So, and when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, it changes everything, man. Speed will make a lot of people feel like if you play ball and you knew a boy, a, a dude could run, you kind of on an eased off because he didn't want to get burnt. I mean, you saw a play. Dude ran right by a corner. I don't know who they were playing. Right by a corner and beats the safety like that. Dude, his speed is unreal. Dude's speed is unreal. So we're going we're gonna to see, man. We're going to be prepared. The good thing is we have a very well-coached team. We have a defensive-minded head coach that is it specializes in the defensive back area. So look, we're going to be on top of it. And it's not like we're not familiar with Tyreek Hill. And that's the main thing. It's not like we're not familiar with Tyreek Hill. So we'll see We'll see how this plays out. But like for Bills fans, and I'm keeping it a buck here, for Bills fans, I think we're just going to absolutely walk all over the Dolphins. It very, it very well may happen. <laughs> you feel me? I'm confident that it very well may happen. But, like, to, to lock it in, like, it's, it's definitely going to happen. Yo, let's chill out, man. Because we could come into a rude awakening and these guys come out and, and put it on us. And we're like, whoa, what the heck just happened? You just never know. You just never know. My man Cascut says, yo, Rico going all weird right now. <laughs> I'm not going all weird. I'm just being real. I'm being real with y'all, man. You got to. Everybody doesn't like when I'm like, I'm not I'm not on the bills all day. Yeah, yeah. I got to keep it real, man. Like, don't front and, and think that we just going to just wax him. And we very well will. I, I want it to happen. Don't get me wrong, because I'll be the first person to you know, get on top of the Dolphins because they're in the AFC East. But, like, shoot, I won't be surprised if they come at it and, and they really challenge us. Anyway, um, that's the Dolphins. The Jets, I mean, the jury's out on the Jets. I don't know what's going on with the Jets. They added some they had a fantastic draft. You guys already know that. Um, but it comes down to quarterback play. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is going, is, is going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. Joe Flacco ain't doing shit for me. Um, and who knows what's going to happen with Wilson. But uh, good luck with the uh, with Jets. But uh, we should be able to handle that, no problem. And then the, the Patriots, we're going to wax them like we waxed them in a previous game and the previous game before that. So they, they got their lucky win when the wind was blowing all over the place and we just couldn't get ourselves settled. But let me tell you that. I promise you, we're going to wax the Patriots. I don't care what anybody tells me, we're going to wax them. The Dolphins are going to give us a good fight. And the Jets, who the heck knows, man? Who the heck knows? But I'm just being honest. I'm just keeping it real, keeping it a buck with y'all. You guys might not like to hear, but wait till that Dolphins game comes. It's going to be, it's not going to be like, let's sit back and relax and we're going to, we're going to, we got this. No, 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 no. We're going to be on the edge of our seats to make sure that we don't. Because guess what? Tyreek Hill is a freaking problem. Everyone in the league knows it. But guess what? Tua is going to have to prove it. Just like Josh Allen did, Tua is going to have to to approve it. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yo, Rico, kill that crazy island is the daddy. <laughs> we already know what time it is, man. Island is that dude. We know that. Uh, but you know, I had to come out and say that, man. So um, AFC East, man, is going to be fun. But uh, one, game one, Rams. And uh, it turns out that uh, Aaron Donald is not going to get suspended. Boys will be boys if they will. 
so we are going to be facing Aaron Donald. We're going to be facing Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we're going to be facing um, linebacker that came from Seattle. I'm trying to think of his name. Can't come right now. Um, and uh, they got some good, good, good talent on that squad, man. Some good talent. Robinson's out there. Cooper Cup. Cam Akers is is a year removed from his uh, Achilles. Um, and then Henderson, Daryl Henderson can play. So these uh, Rams, man, defending Super Bowl champs, man. So we're about to find out. Uh, a question that was asked not too long ago was, if we beat, if we beat the Rams, here's a question for y'all, man. I got to try to remember if where this question was put in. It was in the group chat somewhere. And I'm going to try to paraphrase. Um, if the Jets, excuse me, if the Rams come out flat and we just whoop on the we whoop on the on the Rams we just destroy them right does that make you feel any type of way that shit if we whoop them the way we just did just now we could that Super Bowl would have been ours like would that make you feel good or are you just more pissed that it could have been ours and we lost to the damn Chiefs because I personally think we could have took it we could have taken the Bengals Personally, I think we could have taken the Bengals on prom. Um, and I think I personally feel that we could have beat the Rams. I think we got a we were a good matchup for the Rams. So if we come out and beat the Rams, does it make you feel some type of like way like shoot, that Super Bowl could have been ours? That's our Super Bowl. Or are you looking at it like, damn man, that's a missed opportunity. It's a freaking missed opportunity, man. So who knows, man? It, it's it's a it's a it's it's a great matchup. I love the matchup because it's got you thinking what could have been from last year and what is for right now, because we come out and beat the defensive champs. All right, top dog, you know who it is right now, but at the end of the day, you know what it comes down to. It matters what you do in the playoffs. If you show up in the playoffs, you do what you're supposed to do in the playoffs, then you're here to stay, but you can't go, you can't make the dance. And you know what I'm saying? You sit on the wall like a cool guy and never get on the dance floor. You know what I'm saying? You got to get on the dance floor and do your business and got to do your business. But anyway, um it's huge man so they say obj was huge for them last year he certainly was and right now von miller is campaigning heavy heavy for obj so will obj end up being a bill come october november we shall see we shall see so uh we'll, we'll go from there man uh rico if we beat the chiefs last year we win in the bowl no doubt about it and that that's how i feel man that's how i feel and we were 13 seconds away from having that. How ironic is this, by the way, folks? 13 seconds away from winning against the Chiefs. And then <laughs> they they place Allen at number 13 of uh, in the top 100. <laughs> the irony, right? 13 seconds and then you place my man at 13. It's like they're trying to they're middle, middle, middle finger to, to the Bills fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, <laughs> you guys lost that game. Guess what? We're gonna we're gonna stick it, we're gonna put a little more salt on the boot. And throw my man on 13. But anyway, folks, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, I'm glad that this, this whole offseason is officially in the books. We can now focus on the roster that we currently have. And uh, and we can go from there, man. So it's uh, it's it's going to be fun. I'll be back in, the, in my hometown by then. So I'll be ready to roll. You guys better be ready to tune in. Post-game show, pre-game show is going to be lit. Um, and we're, we're excited for this, man. So, uh, we get to next week, we get to focus solely on, on these, on these freaking, uh, on these Rams, man. What is it? September 9th is our, is our game. I believe it's September, September 9th, right? It's the Monday. It's a Thursday night. 
So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying to make two games this year, the Monday nighter. And I'm working on something to see if I can make my black ass get there. Um, and obviously the Steelers game. Hopefully we can make that happen, man. So uh, salute to any fan base that came out here. So, uh, you know, we repping their team. You know what I'm saying? If you guys enjoyed the show, do me a favor. Smash that like. Take that little microphone. Take that little microphone. You see that? If you see that, that means you enjoyed the show. You felt that you got your, your time's worth. You didn't waste your time. Rock with your boy. So throw that mic like my man Bobby Ray did uh, on that screen to show appreciation and you like that. And it makes me know that, okay, I'm talking real shit and I'm bringing content to you guys that you guys want to hear. So much appreciated. Uh, we're going to try to make it work. So September September 8th is the game, right? September, damn, September 8th? Damn, okay. So Thursday, yeah, September 8th, man. So what's that, next week? Yeah, man, next week, man. It's go time, baby. It's go time, man. So like, yo, get, get, get everything ready, man. Hit that notification bell. Subscribe to the channel. You know what I'm saying? Get the mics up on the screen. Show some love. And uh, we appreciate you, man, very much. So, and, and also, just a joke aside, man, you guys do not have to rock with me. You don't have to rock with BF. You don't have to do that at all. But the fact of the matter is this. You have given me your time. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I don't want to waste it. So I want to make sure that I put on a good show for you guys. So I appreciate you guys. And uh, folks, listen, man, one week till game time, baby. One week till game time, baby. I'm ready to, I'm ready to roll, man. It's, it's happening. So, uh, folks, have yourself a fantastic rest of the week. And uh, we will not catch you on Friday. I will not be available on Friday because I'm going to be catching uh, a high school Bama game. Uh, so I won't be available. So you won't. You will not have a Friday show uh, from me, at least. Um, if we can make some things happen, maybe you can throw one of our BF contributors into the game um, and uh, and chat it up with you guys. But uh, Friday, will, there will be no show. So you will not see this pretty face on Friday. But we'll be back at it again uh, next, the following week um, on Tuesday and then Thursday night. Freaking football. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Anyway, folks. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the rest of the week. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.